All right, in five, four, three, two, and one. Welcome to the Bogdan Music Room. <laughs> That's just the intro for now. I don't know if that'll stick. I was also thinking about the ukulele, so either if you hear this one or the ukulele, you'll know which one I picked in the end. Okay, um, hello everyone and welcome to the Modern Music Room. I'm so, so, so excited to start this podcast. Um, one, because I, you know, a little bored, <laughs> but a little busy, but also a little bored. Um, but this means I'm going to start teaching my little kiddos and I'm so excited. Alright, so, I guess you guys need to know a little bit more about me. <laughs> Crazy. Okay, well... Hi everyone, my kiddos know me as Miss Bailey, but you guys know me as Bryn, um, and I am a music teacher in the state of Texas, and I am a recent graduate, wow, recent graduate of uh, college, and I am excited yet nervous to be entering this new chapter of my life. <laughs> I'm excited to be a teacher, I'm excited to have my own classroom with my own kids, I'm nervous because now I'm the adult in the room. There's no more adultier adult in the room, you know? Like, there's always somebody. He's a little more adultish than me in the room, and now it's just me. I am the adultish adult. Scary. Um, <laughs> but this is my podcast. We're going to be talking about things I do in my own music room, um, methodologies, pedagogy, those types of things. Um, so the other thing we'll talk about is, you know, how I'm throwing myself into being a teacher, you know? This is my first year. Kinda don't know what kinda don't know what I'm doing out here, you know? I'm a little oozy. It's my third day out here. Um So yeah, y'all will hear me talk about how I'm growing, being a teacher, being an adult, you know, a young twenty two year old graduating college, doesn't know what she's doing. We're just taking life on day by day. <laughs> and then we'll also talk about, you know, mental health as a teacher. Uh, how do we keep up with that? How am I keeping up with it? How do y'all keep up with it? What are some good tips? Might you know invite some mental health people onto here just to talk about what we should be doing? Things, small things that you can be doing throughout the day as well. Um, and then uh, let's just talk about music. All right. So I grew up in North Carolina. Moved here in two thousand and nine. So I was in going into the fifth grade. Um, you know, critical time for a musician. <laughs> my brother was in band. He was at the high school in my district or that my feeder school. And uh, he played saxophone. So he played saxophone. My mom is a singer. Um, on my mom's side of the family, in each generation, there's someone who either sings or plays an instrument. So music is, hey, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. You did. All right. Um, <laughs> so, of course, when it was time for me to try my instruments, I directly went for the saxophone. And they were like, no, not for you. Not for you. Which is crazy because I'm like, saxophone is the easiest instrument in the world. Anyway, um... So I think I tried bassoon and I was pretty okay with that. Um, didn't like having to sit on the strap. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> and then I went to the brass section and so I tried euphonium and tuba. And I think that night I picked tuba. <laughs> I love my dad. He was like, oh my gosh, your mom, when you get home and tell her what you picked. 
it's gonna be so surprised <laughs> and at that point like the tube was definitely either at my shoulder i think it was either at my shoulder a little bit a little bit shorter than me but when i first started playing it i had to sit on phone books because i was so small and it was like the height difference you know but yeah in the sixth grade i picked up the tuba started playing and um i did pretty well you know all region type of kid first year type of kid got into high school i was on the band leadership team um grew a lot personally also in my leadership met a lot of cool people shout out to jamie weaver and Preston hazard for <laughs> molding this little blob of nervousness <laughs> um i was a drum major my senior year loved my drum majors Love those guys. Had a really fun experience. Um, but one thing I noticed, like people who people in my band who were going to college or who wanted to go to college for music, like just really loved playing. Really loved playing their instrument. I think that was never me. You know, I was in you know top band and I played really well, but I was also really there for the social aspect because I love music, but like you can only play so much Tchaikovsky. You know, <laughs> you know, like, uh, that's a whole nother segment we can talk about later. So I got into a college. I went to a PWI. Whew, that's when it all started. <laughs> the next four years, didn't know, but it was going to be a whirlwind. Had some good experiences, had some very bad experiences. But I learned a lot. I loved my the School of Music. I loved my teachers. My um, program was very small, so I think there was about nine of us who graduated uh, from the music ed department there. Um, Love those guys. Love my professors. Learned so much. But the expectation is that you'll be in a practice room for 40 hours a week. You will devote your life to music. And, you know, being a black woman at a PWI, that was not my experience. I couldn't afford to do that. A lot of people, a lot of people do do that and that's just not what I wanted to do I wanted to be part of the black community so I put you know I put the black community and being involved in that a little in front of you know being a musician because at the end of the day I can break a thumb I can break a finger and no longer be a tuba player I will always be black <laughs> you know so you gotta take some of those priorities and um I think by doing that I missed out on a lot of opportunities not because I decided to go to like a party or something instead of practicing, but you know, I was fighting in Senate for money for my organizations when other people had time to practice. I was programming to build a community when other people had time to practice. I was like the liaison between students and the residential life um, office. While other people were practicing, you know, those things. I gave up practice time so I could build my community, build myself. And I mean, some people didn't agree with my decision and that's okay, but I liked them and I enjoyed my time while I was doing it. My junior year, I was president of our Association of Black Students and I was just very, very involved throughout my all, all four years. Um, crossed into a historically black sorority my senior year. So <laughs> listen, I'm all about being black. You'll hear a lot about that and culture on this podcast. So if that's not for you, then you can uh, you can already go ahead and close that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I didn't give my life to being a musician. I didn't love my instrument enough to do that. 
Uh, but I still liked playing for the most part. I dealt with a lot of imposter syndrome and, you know, anxiety, depression, ADHD, and we'll get into that too later. Um, but the, if you want to hear about college, let me know and I'll make it into a whole episode because huh, I'll might invite some of my friends to talk about some of that stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now I uh, am a recent graduate. Got put out of school. I'm going to be at a Title One school that is bilingual, 90% Latinx. So how it goes is that um, the student comes in kindergarten, they might speak all Spanish, no English. And so by the time by the time that they're in the fifth grade, um, they add on a class. So by the fifth grade, they're speaking all English in their classes, which is pretty cool. And this summer, I taught summer school, and I'll go into that a little bit later in, in this episode. But I love my school. My principal is very supportive. Um, the teacher who was there before me was there for 16 years, so I have a lot, of, a lot of instruments, a lot of resources. My room is huge. My closet is huge. A lot of storage. Um, uh, my principal, I think I said this, but she's very, very, very supportive. Even letting a first-year teacher teach summer school, and it went very, very well. She's very proud of me. It's so cool. Uh, um, I met the specialist teams. Love them. <laughs> Um, so I think things are just, you know, on that end of my life, like getting ready for school to start. I am nervous. We'll talk about that later in this episode too, but I'm excited. I've wanted to do this since I was 13 years old and the eighth grade, I decided I wanted to be a music teacher. And of course, like every other person, I came into college wanting to be a high school director, but I ended up finding love and teaching little kids. And I'm so excited to start that chapter of my life. Okay, like I said before, we're going into the next segment, post-grad. Everybody wants to know, how does it feel graduating? And in all honesty, it's been, it's been good, but it's also been trash. <laughs> Just being totally honest, y'all. We've had our good days, but we've also had our very bad days. Um, but you know what? I'm like, when that first paycheck hits, I'm gonna be so happy. Because it'll solve most of the problems that I'm going through right now, you know? Just that transition between not only, like, a financial transition, but a mental and physical transition. I moved cities. <laughs> yeah. So now my parents, I've always been, like, close, close in close range to my parents. Even going to college, they're maybe 15 minutes away. Now they're, I mean, they're 20 minutes away. Ooh. But, like... <laughs> Uh, it was just different because even even when I lived 15 minutes away from them, I could just catch the public transportation, like our little train thing, and go to their house. So, oh, well, y'all know I'm in Texas. I could, t- I could catch the dart <laughs> and take it to their house, and it wouldn't be, you know, too much trouble. Mm. Mm. If I had to take the dart from where I live now, I would have to get on and off places, and that's just not what I'm trying to do, to be honest, so love them we'll be seeing them very soon (laughs) but also that means i'm further away from my support (laughs) well my physical support you know because my boyfriend lives 20 minutes away um my friends are moving and we'll talk about that because no we'll talk about that now because that's part of post-grad um nobody tells you i guess it was to be expected because not everybody's gonna stay but like all my friends are moving 
and I'm like I of course you know main character I am doing a lot of transition in my life and like I got a job in Texas and I'm about to teach and everything but my friends are getting jobs in other places <laughs> who said that was okay uh, like nobody talks about that so now uh, the part of postgrad where you have to make more friends oh I wasn't expecting this because I thought my friends were going to stay in Texas at least like a good two three staying in the area no and then they want to be coffees because they're going back to the east coast <sighs> so now i have to make friends so i i <laughs> i joined a couple of little you know groups on facebook with some black women joined like a black gamer group um <laughs> but i mean like making friends with teachers at my school at least everybody's been there for a second and we're all we are getting some younger teachers but like you know these people have kids they've been married for teen 20 plus years uh i mean yes i can make friends with them and i did make friends with the librarian um but like i don't know it's just weird i want i want people my age you know to just talk about being a, a young teacher like that would be nice but also just i need a another group of black women to be around because that's really nice to be around too um but i think i was talking about the video game group on facebook so college also took away hobbies from me so i've been i mean when i was teaching and doing my class i didn't have like a lot of free time but now that i'm not teaching and my class is just online i don't know what to do to do during the day because i would be practicing or working on stuff for school or my organizations <laughs> so i downloaded a couple of books <laughs> so i'm gonna get back into reading um i my boyfriend got me a switch for my graduation which is really cool so now i have a ps4 and a switch so i'm gonna try to get more back into gaming i gamed a little bit in high school on cp with steam and stuff so i'm gonna get more back into that um but other than that, I really don't know. I guess this podcast will fill time in my day. But I just need some suggestions on hobbies because I really don't know what to do with myself. Maybe learn guitar. But I need to... It's interesting because I end up sometimes doing things for myself that turn out to be like, oh, I can do this in the classroom. Or, oh, this can potentially be a business or get some money. I don't think I just necessarily do things for myself, just for myself, like just to do, you know? I think reading was one of those things. It was just got taken away because of college you know (laughs) um so yeah that's post-grad we got happiness we got sadness we got bills we got reality we got friends moving um we got new beginnings moving into a new apartment was fun ish Mm. the moving part is never the packing and unpacking part is never fun but the settled part is fun (laughs) um it feels a little more adulty it's definitely bigger than my last one it's just these adult bills are really kicking in and they're not fun eating my eating schedule is weird still because college also took that away (laughs) um you know the stress um so i'm trying to cook more i think one of my hobbies will be cooking more because i can cook even though i like to say i can't i can it's the country and something in me of course i can cook (laughs) so maybe i'll get back on that but yeah postgrad the way they say it beats you up, it does. And it's just, it's, what, July? I've been graduated for a month, maybe. Yeah, it's been a month. Mm, almost two months coming up. Wow, that's crazy. 
So yeah, that's interesting. All right, summer. So originally, I mean, when I got I got my job in April, pretty pretty early for a first year teacher, I will say, and what my professors tell me. <laughs> but I thought, oh, summer, child, we gonna be we outside, you know, gonna be traveling, gonna be planning, just enjoying summer. Aha. Um, forgot, forgot I had to move. So I, yeah, so I had to move earlier than I expected. And then because I had to move, I needed money. So I took a teaching job. So I taught summer school, <laughs> which was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, fourth grade ELA, that's what I was teaching. And I integrated ELA and music more than, you know, music already, already brings that. It integrates a lot into it, you know, history, reading, writing. Um, so I used things I already knew, but also I did things like uh, I made a game called Does It Rhyme? And they used the fly swatters and we used that on the Promethean board. Or the kids, um, we took Shel Silverstein poems and added rap backgrounds to them. And then we had a rap battles. Or um, when we were talking about scripts and conversation, um, I played anything you can do, I can do better. We turned it into a script and then I gave them puppets and we had like a little little showdown, you know? So things like that, just out the box ideas. I was just trying anything because the opportunity of a lifetime, <laughs> I could get into my classroom and interact with kids before I even started, started on my first day or any training. Now, do I recommend it? Yes and no. It was good because I was starting to build relationships early with the students and that was awesome. Had a lot of fun. Bad because I didn't really know anything about my school. So, like, I had a, an issue with a student, and I wrote a note and sent him down to the office. My principal comes in at, at the end of the day, and she's like, did you write this? And I was like, yes. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, we didn't really know what to do with this. Um, I understand. You're new here. You've never done it before. It's fine. But she kind of explained to me how to do it. And I was like, oh, you know, that makes sense. I just, I just, <laughs> I'll tell y'all, I didn't put my name not a name, signature, date. I just wrote the note and sent him down there. <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, that's, you know. I mean, he could have only been in, my thing was like, he could only be in my class or the other class. And it was the second part of the day. So he was in my class. So it was from me. But, you know, anyway, glad I learned how to write a note. Um, <laughs> but I would not recommend, like I said, didn't know, didn't know what I was doing. You know, I I think I felt a lot of pressure because I haven't, I don't have their scope and sequence. I didn't have any training from them. It was just between my student teaching and things I knew and things I wanted to do, I just did. And by the grace of God or whoever, whatever higher being that you feel like helped me, <laughs> I made it through. And it was a very successful summer school. The kids enjoyed it. My principal was very proud. Emailed the whole fine arts director and stuff talking about me. So it was pretty cool. I really enjoyed it, but it was a lot of pressure. I think at some points, you know, there's always the, there's already the notion that because you're teaching a specialist class that you're not really teaching. And because of my methodology that I like to use, we use a lot of games. I, I like using ORF. We use a lot of games to teach methods or to teach things. So between that and being a young teacher, I kind of felt like people might not have understood or really thought what I was doing was teaching. But my principal sent me an email and she was like, Basically, she was like, <laughs> if people think what you're doing is not teaching, then they don't know what teaching looks like. 
was like, say it again, sis. Tell these, let these people know. And from there, my confidence just boosted up. Because I was like, okay, so obviously I'm doing something right. So the confidence started building and then the relationships got better and just things got better. But like classroom management, I had a plan on paper, but like because it was the summer and because I was new and these kids were still trying to get to know me, like, and because summer, it, summer school is supposed to be fun. Like, yes, we have rules and regulations, but she was like, if you don't want to follow some things, then it's okay. Very, very vague for a first year teacher. So I was just, I was doing my best. I did my best and that was good enough for everybody. So it was okay. But will I be doing it again? Maybe not next summer though. <laughs> but I did have a lot of fun. I just, I don't think I'd recommend it. You know, I'm built different. You know, no, I'm playing. <laughs> no. Would I do it again the same way? No, I would do it a different way. But I would do it again. As a first year teacher. Okay, and now, um, filler music, transition, whatever. Okay, so this last part is just, I really just have some questions. <laughs> um, so I have questions, and I'm probably going to like talk through what I think the answer is. But if you have the answer, please email me at themodernmusicroom.com at gmail.com or if you want to submit anything into the show like not even just answers to questions just comments please the modern music room at gmail.com okay so question one when do y'all lesson plan at least for the first year because for me i feel like the first year is going to be different than any other year because i don't know what i'm walking into one Two, I haven't had any training. It doesn't start to the end of July. And I feel like that's really too late to plan or outline the whole year. And I need their scope and sequence. Three, I feel like I have too many ideas in my head. Like I was saying in the beginning, I'm like taking four years and crushing it into 187 days. On top of ideas I already had, you know? So in my mind, in my mind, here's how it goes. I get the scope and sequence when I go to the training around July, end of July. And I um outline the year. So these weeks I want to do this. These weeks like these by the end of this six weeks we should have done we should achieve these teaks and so on and so forth. Or like just a basic outline of what a teacher in the district teaches throughout the year. Just to see where things land. I mean that's what a scope and sequence that's what a scope and sequence is. But like I want to see what other teachers in the district do or like maybe an ORF outline of what typical things happen through from September to, through December or you know I really don't know what kind of programming my teacher my principal expects of me my first year I asked the question in my interview and we kind of went over some stuff but she was like obviously like at your own pace and so if, if this is really at my own pace, then we will not, I mean, I think I'll have something for Christmas. And then maybe something, well, I know we'll have to do something for the fifth grade graduation, but I'm not really ready for like a whole production <laughs> yet. I have people I can reach out to, like my mentor teacher, shout out to Vicky. She knows people, she's done plenty of musicals and stuff like that. 
but I don't think I want to do that my first year. And I know I want to, like, I have to do choir, and I think I want to do, like, an ORF choir or, um, maybe, like, an ethnic percussion or, no, I won't call it ethnic percussion because I hated that they called my class ethnic hand drumming. Um, but, like, world, world hand drumming or urban drumming because I want to use buckets as well. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I guess when do y'all plan for programming? Because I also want to take students to the Nutcracker because that's one of the teaks for audience performance and sitting in the audience, stuff like that. I just don't know (laughs) when to ask for those. I know it's during the summer, but I don't know if it's too late or I don't, I just don't know. That's just the big thing. I don't know. Don't know when to ask. Um, Question number two, do y'all change the theme of your room every year? Or do you keep it moderately the same? Do you even have a theme? It's just the music room. Let me know, because I also don't know what to do with my room. Um, question three, for people who came after a teacher that's been there for a long time, how do you organize everything? Because I feel bad throwing away some of these things, but like, girl, that's from 2003. It's 2021. I, there's, she has so much stuff. And I, like I said, I'm very appreciative I'm very, very appreciative, but oh my goodness, a lot of stuff. Um, I had another question. I forgot. It's okay. But yeah, like I said, the modern music room at gmail.com. Please help me. First year teacher, don't know what I'm doing. I'm a sponge right now. I will absorb everything. Please help me. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's going to be the end of this episode. I had a really good time talking. I really hope you guys email me because I really want this to be interactive. Um, Next episode, we'll probably go into maybe, well, I won't say what this episode will be about because I don't know yet. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I said that. Um, But thank y'all for tuning in. I'm so excited. Hopefully there's actual music here. If there is, then you will be getting another episode because I figured out how to edit a podcast. (laughs) All right. See you guys next time. Thanks for tuning into the Modern Music Room.